Hello everyone, this is Jason again from Cornerstone Dog Training and CornerstonePuppy.com and this is the second of a group of podcasts about our puppy training program and how we do it and what we do and the steps in it that we want to share with you so that if you want to do this on your own, you can totally do it on your own. So if you haven't listened to the first one, the one right before this that is the overview for our puppy training program, you might want to start right there. This is phase one of our puppy training. So this is what we do. Like imagine you just got your dog. You've just brought your puppy home, whether that's from a breeder or from um, any number of situations where like, you know, maybe you got it from the pet store or you've got it from a friend or whatever it is. The first day you bring your puppy home is the day training starts. Every single thing you do and the, the expectations you set are going to have an impact on whether or not your puppy has rules and boundaries and you guys can work together and have respect for each other and be able to have a good relationship. And a lot of times, you know, we, we think of this different. I mean, with, with of course, with people, we most people will set up those boundaries just in general, right? Like you get to know someone and they're saying, oh, I believe this or I won't do this. And, and it's all different for everybody, but they have those boundaries, lines they won't cross or things they won't do, or they, um, you know, say, you know, the people I like and I spend my time around are going to be like this or like that. And we all do that. But for some reason, when someone brings a puppy home, maybe it's because of the joy or something like that. They think, here we go. And they let the puppy go. And they're like, here is your kingdom. Now, that's a lot of responsibility for a puppy. And honestly, it stresses them out a lot. And so, you know, like you can imagine if you were young or like, I'll give this example. How stressed would one of my children be, like my three-year-old, if I said, hey, here's this room, you need to clean it up. Now, anybody that's been a parent knows, you know, if I shut the door and just walk off, that room is probably not getting cleaned. Like it would be a rare three-year-old that would be able to pick up, put everything away exactly where it's supposed to go just by me asking. I'm probably going to have to stay there and work with that three-year-old and say, okay, now get the toys, put them in the toy bin. Good, get that toy, put it in. And sometimes even, you know, lots of reminders. So we've got to be able from day one to start training. Now there's a few problems with that, right? Like we're nervous about some things like diseases. Parvo is a real scary disease. Um, It doesn't happen in a ton of dogs. And so you can take your chances that way. But at the same time, you need to be cautious. It's a fecal-borne disease, and we don't like it. We don't want it. Nobody and no dog should have to go through that. It it's, oh, it's sad and horrific, and some puppies will die from it. And so people are nervous about that, and vets do a, a good job of explaining that a lot of times and saying, okay, you got to be really, really careful. Some people take it too far, okay? And so you've got to also balance that with actually living now, I don't want to be the one that you say, oh, well, I'm going to take my chances and this, you know, <laughs> and then it happens. I would feel horrible if that's the case. So I, I would definitely lean toward caution and getting the shots that your dog needs. Um, but in the meantime, training still has to take place, right? So could there be maybe an option in between? Well, that's where we come in, right? Well, that's why we wrote the book, the puppy training book. And that's why we do our puppy training online program so that people could start training 
right away. So we actually recommend a lot of times if people are going to bring a dog home that they end up getting this beforehand. That doesn't help you much if you're listening to this with puppy problems, you know, like where you're struggling and wanting help. But if you get things beforehand and you're working on this, the knowledge that you get, like the podcast, the book, the puppy training online program, you're sitting there saying, okay, I know kind of what my game plan is to begin with. And you're able to do a a better job at setting those things up. So in phase one, the first step, and this podcast is all going to be about phase one of the four phases. In phase one, one of the things we want to start right off is we want to start a dog. We want them working for their food, their kibble. And that gives you a chance uh, to work with them and to build that relationship right off. So the dog's like, okay, in this relationship, I can't just take, 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 take. I've got to also work with this person in order to get what I want. And dogs really are pretty awesome at that. They love being like, okay, how does this work? And they love training so much so that if you don't really do it, or if you're not paying attention, they will train you. I mean, if you've heard dog owner before, you know that your dog has trained you in some ways, like they are good at this. And so we're going to use their food as a a reward part, you know, we put like maybe three, four times a day, you're putting that food in the training pouch and you're saying, let's train for, you know, five, 10 minute sessions of time. It's not going to be much more than that. Can you feed them from a bowl? Absolutely. Like you can do that too, but you want to kind of just work with them and uh, help them understand that you can start to make some progress there. What do you teach them at first? Really obedience, I would say is the, the, like the fifth most important thing, like a dog sitting or doing it down. The, the nice thing though about obedience is it helps us with a lot of other things. So there are some things that I would start teaching. More of that's in phase two, but really in like the first two weeks or first four weeks, maybe if you want to stretch it, of a dog being, you know, eight weeks to 12 weeks old or whatever age they are, right? When I bring them home for the first little bit, this is what I'm working on. I'm going to start using a kennel. Um, do kennel training and not as a punishment tool, but has just a place for a puppy to relax. A lot of people get a crazy, crazy puppy because their dog's always out. And it is kind of cute when a dog falls asleep in your arms. I don't have a problem with that here and there, but when it comes down to it, a lot of times we are sleep depriving our puppies. Now, if you've had kids before and you do that to your kid, you get a grumpy kid. And it's not just like, oh, they took a nap and they're fine. They, they, it kind of spirals if you're not careful. And so use the kennel. Puppies need a lot of rest. They need a ton of rest, okay? Especially if you're teaching them things, they need a lot of times to grow into that and to take a break. So most, a lot of times the kennel gets vilified. And of course, it shouldn't be used all the time. Get them out as much as you can. But at the same time, realize dogs need rest. These puppies need time to um, have on their own where they don't have to worry about all the stimulus around them and to decompress. And it's just so important. It's very important for potty training too, which I would say is um, right there. Okay. So potty training, I would say it's number one. Potty training and kennel training are number one things I want to teach my dog. I, I would never, ever want to have a situation where I didn't train my dog to do those two things. Some are harder than others. Some take more time than others, but they are essential in my mind, potty training and kennel training. Um, I don't think anyone is going to enjoy a dog very much if they're always cleaning up 
uh, poop in their house or and, and other potty accidents. Like it's just not a pleasant situation or a healthy situation to be living in. So potty training is in phase one. You got to work on that. That's very, very important. The other things, so one of the other things we want to work on in phase one is we want to set some boundaries with manners. Now we're going to let a puppy get away with quite a bit. Okay. And I don't mind a puppy pawing here or there or mouthing a little bit, but I want to start to teach a puppy that there are some boundaries and I don't really enjoy puppies, you know, chewing on my hands or my arms. Um, we can give them a chew toy and things like that, but if they're going to chew up furniture or be destructive, we can start to teach the word no. And if you're going to teach the word no, the question is always, how do you reinforce that? We choose to use a pressure release method. So every single dog, okay, every single dog, uh, by the way, there's all these ideas like, there's all these ideas like, oh, give them something else to chew and they won't chew on your table. Like, no, you just distracted them for a bit. Okay, you didn't solve the problem. Um, or there's things like, um, yell in pain uh, when your dog mouths you and, and they'll get it. Some will. Um, some are just going to be like, ooh, sounds like a dying animal and my job as a carnivore is to then do more. So most of the time it's just going to scare your dog a little bit. Okay, And so some dogs will say, okay, that was scary. I'm not doing that. Other dogs, it's just going to be like, it's going to egg them on. So it's not really an effective way to work through that. Um, Pressure release is, oh, if every dog owner could understand this, you would solve so many problems. When puppies are really little, it, like the first from eight weeks to 10 weeks or even eight to about 11, 12 weeks, we're going to use very little pressure release, but we're going to use some. So like for manners, like if I want to teach my dog no, like with biting and nipping and jumping and things like that, I'm going to do a quick I'm going to use this pressure release leash, which is a slip lead that's just a rope back over itself, and it's built to fall open. It should be loose pretty much all the time. If a dog's going to pull tight on it, or if a dog is going to like nip my hand, I'm going to just flick that leash um, away from the situation. So it's like a wrist flick. It's kind of like um, it, it. It's kind of like almost like a. Frisbee. I usually turn my wrist the other way than a Frisbee, but imagine a Frisbee um, and I'm flicking it out, but then I'm flicking my hand back. So I'm flicking out and then I bring it back because I want it to loosen up. Okay. So if you're using a slip lead, that's the technique and it's easier to see. It definitely helps to see thus the online videos, right? To see that, that flick. And this, this is important. It's so effective. A lot of times people overuse it. So when we're with a puppy, we want to we want to kind of counter condition them to teach them that that flick at first it's just going to feel like correction and not so bad if you're telling a dog not to bite you okay i'm going to flick that leash and you're i'm going to start light and then if the dog keeps going i'll get firmer we got to let the dog kind of determine the level because we don't really know that level we don't want to really go overly um quick and hard on the pressure release uh, because we don't want to scare a dog. That's not the goal. The dog, the goal is to help a puppy learn that there are boundaries. And a lot of puppies are coming from a situation where they're with litter mates. And if they feel like they're on the same level as you, it, it's just going to become a game and it's an attack game. And again, er, at an early stage, I don't really care about that so much. They're still maturing. So for the first two to four weeks from eight 
to 12 weeks. I don't care so much. We're going to use a little bit of leash and we're going to use that with food, right? So for example, I might say, uh, dog's chewing on my arm. I'm going to say, no, flick, no, flick that leash, right? And I'm not going to say flick, but I'm going to actually do it, right? I'm going to flick that leash. And when the dog stops and looks at me, I'm going to say yes and give them some food. So I'm going to not only tell them no, but I'm going to reinforce the good behavior. And, that, you know, that's a one way to start working. So they're like, oh, every time this leash is involved, it's really a pretty positive experience. It's good for me. To help teach that in phase one, you're also going to want to do the beginnings of a come command. All right. And so that's going to be with the leash on pressure release, right? I'm going to flick the leash toward me and then let it loose and let the dog determine what to do. I'm not dragging my dog. Okay. I'm not pulling. Every single dog has a reflex called opposition reflex. So when a leash gets tight, that dog's brain tells the dog, says, pull against it. Now you look around, you'll see this all over the place. You might even be able to do it with your dog or your puppy right now. Like if you have a dog that pulls on the leash, try pulling from the side and watch how they will pull in the opposite direction. Pull from the front and watch how most dogs will start to back up if you're pulling, putting pressure from the front with like a flat collar or even a slip lead. I mean, a slip lead, it's not built for it to be tight. It actually, I mean, it just keeps getting tighter and it's not good for your dog. We want it to go tight, barely, and then off. And then if it's not working, we're going to get a little firmer. So I'm going to pull that leash in my direction for a come command. I'm going to say come and flick the leash. And the puppy might pull against it first because it's like, oh, correction, correction. But we're going to work them through it, keep backing up with our feet and bringing them toward us. And then when they start coming, we get excited. Leash is, of course, loose. And we're going to say, oh, yes, good, good, good. And we're going to give them food when they get there. Give them some of that reward. So now they're learning, oh, when I feel this pressure, it's not that I'm always in trouble. It's that, you know, that's pressure release. It's not that I'm always in trouble. It's that they're trying to guide me into what I should do and how I should, should act. Having that level at the, just phase one in the first four weeks of being able to talk with our dog and our puppy so they can start to get this. Of course, you can start working on sit and down, and we'll talk more about those next time. Um, and I do them simultaneously because I, I work through this all the time. But if you only did the things that we just talked about, like those five things where you're using like a pressure release and a food method, um, you're using, you're teaching manners and no, you're doing kennel training and potty training and you're starting to teach the come command, moving your feet a lot. You're going to be doing really, really great for the first few weeks. A lot of people try to overdo it and they're like, oh, let's teach a dog to shake and let's teach a dog to roll over. And those are all fun things, but they're not really ultimately very functional. Um, it's awesome if a dog can roll over. I love it. I think it's fun. But if a dog's like out in the street and a car's coming, I'm not going to be like, roll over because it's not going to help me. I'm going to tell him to come and I want that come command to be really solid. So I never, when I tell a dog to come, it's on a loose leash, but if they start backing away from it, I'm actually going to follow through to the point where they like, oh, oh, I got to come. The only way, (laughs) the only way I get through this command, like going to do whatever I want or doing something else is I come first. And that's not really a bad thing to ask for. Think about it, right? I'm going to say, Hey, come. And if the dog doesn't come, I'm going to keep backing up and use 
tight loose, tight loose with the leash until they're like, okay, I, I give up on just running and fighting against it and I'm going to be submissive. I'm going to come. I'm going to work with the team, with us together. It's a relationship thing. And I got a reward and now I can go do what I want. So it's really better off. The dog came, got a reward, and off they go. If the dog just says, I'll do whatever I want, and we're like, we throw our arms up like, oh, I guess they don't want to come, then we just kind of gave them an idea of, you know what, maybe I don't have to listen to this person. Maybe they're not a good leader worth following. And we want to be worth following. We've got to make it worth following so that we can help our dogs have a more fulfilled and happy life. So phase one, again, we're using food rewards with pressure and release, and we're starting to teach some manners, like mostly just you know, no, and we can let some things slide for manners. We don't have to teach them all in the first two weeks. We can let puppies get away with more and build their confidence a bit. Um, we're definitely going to be teaching potty training and kennel training and use that kennel because your dog needs it. They need that rest and potty training because it's just, a, it will free you up in the future, right? We, we want a dog to be able to go to the bathroom. When we teach this, we love to teach a dog to go on command and on a spot. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And then the come command is the beginning of a lot of things. It's actually the beginning of a good heel command in a lot of ways. So we're going to start to teach that. And then we want to be a leader and uh, build a relationship that's worth following. So that's phase one uh, of Cornerstone Puppy. If you want to see videos of that or join the program, then it's on cornerstonepuppy.com. If you want to just read the book, then you go to cornerstonepuppy.com forward slash info to get the book. And you just pay shipping and handling for that right now. I don't know if it'll be like that forever, but right now that's what it is um, at the time of this recording. And we'll come back with phase two uh, in the next episode. So phase one, there it is. You've got your overview. You've got phase one. We'll talk about phase two and what to do moving forward in the next episode. So we'll see you then. Happy training. Until that time, take care.